Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fanable.com role-playing podcast network now. The podcast monolith- network. Podcast network. Sweet. Yes. Yes, we are the shining city on the hill. We are uh we are the thing in space that you're traveling towards. That's no moon. We are the slumbering giant deep underneath the crust of the earth, waiting for the ritual to be complete so we may arise. We're a network now. Um, so, hey everybody, my name is Dave, and we are here, I'm here with Dan, Jesus, Billy, and Angela for another Geeky Topics Roundtable discussion. Woo! Yeah, yeah. here at Shea Geek. Uh, it is a, uh, it is a, a, a very easygoing thousand degrees, I think, outside right With, uh, 110% humidity. With 110% humidity. Nice. I love, see, that's the New York, baby. We don't just give you some humidity. <laughs> oh, you want humidity, tough guy? There you go. Here's all the humidity. I'm humidifying here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now there's a, now there's a D-level superhero that we'd, we'd read about. <laughs> the humidifier. Like, I mean, that would legit make criminals very uncomfortable. Like robbing a bank and like, oh God, I wish I wasn't wearing all this cotton. Are you guys hot right now? I'm slightly oh. damp. It's like, oh, it's my all hay silk fever's... all the day for me. I'm fine. <laughs> my hay fever's acting up. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> uh, so the humidifier. Watch for it here on Fanable.com. So we've got some questions here from some Fanable Patreon listeners. Thank you very much, listeners. As a reminder, if you want to send us some questions that we will rack our brains here at Fanable in order to answer, then all you have to do is be a Patreon donor and then shoot us a question. It starts at a buck, I think. A buck a month. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. So scrounge up uh, four quarters, ten dimes, many nickels. Uh, uh, guys, math. Come 20. on now. Twenty? Yeah. Oh, thank you. See, this is why you're in IT. Yep. Smarty pants. Uh, and um, 100 pennies. What? Yeah. That's, That's pretty good. He's I like it. Off. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how the whole thing works. I think you just ball them up and throw them at your monitor, and <laughs> then it gets to us somehow. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and then you can ask us any sort of burning question that you need the brain uh, think tank of Vandable to answer. So, with that in mind, let's get to the questions. Uh, first, how are y'all doing today? Everything all right? I'm all right. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, uh, Billy, how you doing? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Billy's good. So, number one, Chris Durback. Hello, Chris. Long-time listener. Asks, is there anybody in the RPG community, writers, members of other actual play podcasts, artists, etc., that Fanable would like to have as a guest on their show, whether it be for a GTRT such as this, or as a guest appearance in a game? Now, I have to I have to express some ignorance for the RPG community, um, mainly because when I'm outside of this recording, I tell people we talk about sports, so. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I've only known the people who've reached out to us. I know that there we have, we, of course, our listeners um, uh, would you know would love to have you guys yeah, just put put you all in a room and throw a dice at you. That's I love you guys so much. But uh, yeah, anybody? Uh, the obvious one, at least for me, is Grant Howard, the one that creates the one page RPGs. We play at least hopefully once or. Once every, every every couple months. Every yeah. couple of months we played a bunch. Some we remember. Some we we were only drinking like ninety percent of the time. It's fine. Yeah, it's I mean fun. honestly, Rebel, Rebel Radio is sponsored by <laughs> Grant Howard. Howard. Yeah. yeah. He makes <laughs> he makes great, fantastic, quick and dirty one page RPGs that are fun to play and I want to see how his mind works. 
Um, While drinking. Yeah. No, he, that's actually a really good one right there. Yeah. Grant Did Howard. You, oh. uh, please, uh, contact us if you're interested. <laughs> Did you all see the photo of the raven and the cat going around Twitter this week? <laughs> yeah. That like, every, like it was just, it came labeled as, you know, these two familiars have lost their witch. And, like 15 people in the responses. <laughs> it did not come from someone in the gaming community, but... Mm-hmm. The gaming community is everywhere, and so a bunch of people were like, do you know the witch is dead? <laughs> That's amazing. Nice. That's amazing. Uh, my person is uh, Jessica Price from uh, the, the, the poor lady that got ran off of uh, Twitter because the gaming community just can't seem to chill out. Uh, well, she, not just Twitter. She lost her actual job. Yeah, no, that's basically uh, she was explaining how hard something was, and a guy said, well, actually, well, actually, and she's like, oh, this is so annoying. And apparently that's equivalent to saying the N-word uh, because Twitter exploded. And then I think she was working for Guild Wars 2. Yeah, it was ArenaNet. Yeah, yeah. And they, they're like, no, I'm sorry, we have to get rid of this. We, we can't have this sort of behavior here. And it's like, fuck you. I so I would love this. to have her on just to see how she games. She seems like a fantastic individual who is not a sh- – Shamed of calling out bullshit when she sees bullshit. So, and I know some people are going to say like, "Well, she was kind of rude." And to that, I say like, "Really? You're, you should." Someone like he was kind of he was kind of rude to go into her statement and say like, "Well, actually, it's actually very easy." It's like, have you ever had someone do that? It's never. No one ever says like, "That was really helpful." Thank you. It's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I just I was so pissed to see that she lost her job. That's all right. I'd actually not heard that. I had heard some rumblings on Twitter, but again, I'm primarily. Uh, I'm primarily dick jokes in horror movies, so mm-hmm. uh, I had not heard that. I, I myself would personally like to play with Will Wheaton. I know I'm I'm reaching real high, <laughs> uh, but Will has been an avid uh, uh, promoter of of everything geek back many years. Um, I feel like Kevin Smith knows him, so I think mm-hmm. we've got yeah, an yeah. in. Oh yeah, I should yeah. probably. The, my only reason to guess is because he also has a sort of dice curse associated. So if you two combined, it might just make a form of black hole or something. Right. Like a like a dice curse singularity, yeah, exactly. Which is appropriate because we only roll once. <laughs> For me, well, I actually did get to play recently with a couple of people from the greater community, uh, which was super awesome. And I can't say more than that because the official announcement is on the thirty first. But when that announcement goes out, it will be the culmination of a long time wish to play with some of these people. So I've already gotten my wish to come true. But beyond uh, those people, I would say I would love to have Darcy Ross on talk some Numenera cipher system or play. Nice. I'm nervous about that because last time you gave us a a big reveal, you were pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, that, that's cheating because I was going to use Darcy too, uh, uh, and I have nothing else, so I still got I still got my vote just because I got to play a uh, what's it, like some kind of a filth imp uh, as a guest uh, NPC uh, yes. in a game of first, oh, and right. it was some of the most fun I've had in a con game in a long time. So, uh, so I would like to replay the favor. Yes, that was uh, that was at a catacon a couple of years ago, where not only did you get to play the filth imp, um, but you also got married to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and you got to witness me play Planescape, which yes. I think was a gift in and of itself. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I wish I could have stayed to see that beauty. <laughs> I would like because I mean I do like uh, lovely other podcasts such as um, uh, you know RPG Academy um, and uh, 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 you know. Uh, 
other other people. I'm blanking <laughs> right now because I'm, I'm going to say like you know like I'm traversing into like my my science podcasts and like uh, you know Beyond the Darkness Radio, which is not a role playing podcast. It's about it's about mummies and Sasquatch and shit. So the way that I would like to do it so that we role play with all these other podcasts that we like that have reached out to us, we've read, we listen to them, is this. I would have a standard role playing system, like a module or something, that every different podcast makes characters for and plays all the way through. And then when everybody has reached the apex of that module, then each podcast picks one person to be a jumper from their reality into a nexus reality where it's all of it's all members one member of each podcast but recognizing each other because we'd have like a signed name so it'd be like end of the world everybody plays jerry bruce and everybody and then at the nexus of that module we have one from each universe interact with each other and try to survive the final I was thinking on that note, we should have someone to play. Everybody has the same game. Mm-hmm. Make as many ca- different characters as you want. You all have to survive a module. If you make it to the module, you finally get to like the king and the king's like, ah, the entire, that was just a test to see if you should join the tournament. And then the next thing is it's, th- you'll take one podcast and you'll take another podcast and you'll pit them together in some PVP actions. Whoever survives. It's like, it's like that uh, sports thing. Uh, like esports and stuff like that. Yeah, you just fight each other. You just fight each other for the the crown. And after everybody's dead and there's only one podcast alive, they are the true victors of that adventure. Of that adventure. But what if it's a system that really doesn't have a lot? Of, like, what happens if it's like? Well, then we picked a shitty system to do this. On. <laughs> it's like a slash fic like <laughs> system. Yeah, no, no. There's new. I don't know, Numenera, or I guess the best for PvP. What would be a best PvP? PvP here. I would say well if you really are D&D, pressed, honestly. If you're pressed for time, I'd say end of the world because that stuff goes over <laughs> real fast. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I would say I would say if we're going for like I, I would go D D. Yeah. No, then you'd have because you'd have some people who are like, okay, every one of us is a warrior and just see how that goes. Then you have the entire like, I don't know, wizard group, and then you have yeah. the mixed bag, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Final four. That was, that's what it was. The final four of role playing games. <laughs> okay. So, oh my God, we can make a bracket. Yeah. The March Madness. It's the, <laughs> the March, March Madness of role playing games. The March 4th madness. Yeah. I've nice. been fucking, I've been wanting to kill redemption files since the moment they contacted us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, we're coming for you, uh, cult of tea and dice. Yeah, oh, they would be really good at a tournament, though. I feel like I'm not generalizing. Well, they the weren't British that good people, in the but... soccer, so I, I think we oh, actually oh, do pretty oh, good. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry, lads. It's not coming home. Oh, uh, and we call it soccer. Uh, all right, so that's okay. So we got a tournament to figure out. That would be uh, yeah. If you're listening, you're part of another podcast. Reach out to us. You know, we'll we'll add your name to a list. Put you on the bracket. We're already on mini list, I'm sure, after this threatening. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, uh, do, 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 do. yeah, it's just, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the meaty one at the end. So, John Perry, hey, John, asks I have several times uh, as a player and a GM in games, or excuse me, I have several times played and GM'd in games where an NPC really got me thinking and gave me all sorts of ideas for a new character. Has there been an NPC from one of your games that became the inspiration for a future character? Which NPC and which character? Now, John, you can understand that that makes us reach 
eight years and countless games back uh, in order to figure it out. Uh, I I can say off the top of my head, though, that I developed Tagos from our Numenera game based almost exclusively on NPCs, on the cold-hearted, uh, ruthless NPCs of Shadowrun. Mm. Uh, absolutely. All of my, all of my Shadowrun, uh, antagonists are pretty much like Tagos. They are joyless. Uh, they are, you know, efficient. They look at people as numbers. And I was like, what if you just put that into a weird sci-fi fantasy? That's not Shadowrun. I just realized I pretty much just kind of did a little hop, uh, in, uh, in genre, uh, for it. But yeah, so that's where I got Tagos from, primarily from, um, uh, uh, from the different Johnsons in, in, in Shadowrun. It was a easy, easy transition. Um, and, uh, aside, aside from that, I mean, like I've got inspirations from characters from outside of role playing that clearly influenced, uh, like, uh, my, my PCs, for instance, uh, Zap in the old hex game was a pretty unabashed ripoff of Krunk from Emperor's New Groove and the Tick. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Didn't you just rip him off of... uh, Zap Brannigan? Zap Brannigan. Yeah, but Zap Brannigan was an awful person. The character from Matt Groening from uh, Futurama, he he was named and based on that, but his personality was based on, like, an actual good person. Yeah. And so that was, like, Kronk. It was, like, you know, like, too big and tough for his own good. Deep down a good guy, just too big and too tough. Man, that's like the next Fast and the Furious movie. Too, too big, big, too, too tough. tough. I tend to play, uh, at least my PCs tend to generally be kind of samey. Like, if it's a dwarf, there's a certain type of dwarf I play. Mm-hmm. If there's a scientist character, it's a certain type of scientist character I play. And then there's just buff dude hits things. That's about the extent of my range in most cases. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So, so it's not really, I don't really have any NPC I derive things from general, that I can think of on top of my head. I feel like there's got to be, because I feel like the professor didn't come out of a vacuum, mm-hmm. and... Oh, no, he seems like a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> um, For science. Yep, and uh, and I, I feel like definitely Rogue Trader influenced a lot of the characters that you uh, trotted out. Uh, as they trotted out as if you, those tired ideas of a magic spell casting, uh, dwarf. No, uh, no, that you've, that you've brought out have been somewhat reminiscent of like stuff that you, uh, of, of certain acting chops that you stretched out while running Warhammer 40k. Uh, so for instance, like, um, whenever your characters go dark, they generally remind me of the antagonist from Warhammer 40k, hmm. um, yeah. whose name escapes my memory because. Oh, uh- Daniel, uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel, Cunin. Daniel Cunin. <laughs> Daniel Cunin. Yes, right. Um, yeah, so I felt like that's where you kind of oh, found okay. a voice for villainy. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. And if not for your PCs, definitely NPCs mm-hmm. have have that same kind of uh, tone and quality. I will say this, um, and actually, Dan, go ahead with your answer, and then as I can, we also follow. say stuff. Yeah. I would like to plead the fifth. I see the floor to the. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, not really. I, I don't have. I don't have any NPCs that I've based one off. I've had characters that I've played in other games outside of Fandible that have influenced, like um, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. character for uh, was it a part time gods game? Who was a uh, got a books about yeah. paper? paper? Yeah, paper. Paper. It was paper. Um, and yeah, he was basically pretty much ripped off entirely from an online game that I've been playing recently, uh, where I had a character who was a changeling with, like, skin made of parchment and blood black as ink. 
and uh, I decided to rip that character out of there and right uh, out of the pages of the other game. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, no, no, no. It was my own character. I didn't like. I didn't like rip him. It wasn't like uh, designed. It was like it wasn't like in I, the game. I think it was a play on words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, did that's a mud, right? You played those. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I played yeah. one of those in ages. Yeah, no, I actually am very similar with uh, Dan. A lot of MMO characters that I played because I role play in MMOs because I'm that guy. Um, a lot of them I end up kind of scrapping and molding into something that would fit for us. I've used like for him for Chad Booker, which was my speedster in the in the Young Justice turn uh, psycho uh, game we played. And uh, I think we also had uh, a monk. I had a monk that's kind of very close to what Varric and Varen uh, mm-hmm. Valen are kind of like. Yeah. Um, honest, but yeah, honestly, it's mostly MMOs. There will be occasionally I'll be uh, I'll take a character that I might have been given uh, at a con, and maybe continue it. Like I, I, the one time I can remember it is I really enjoyed um, time. Time, oh, what's it called? Watch. Uh, time Watch. There it is. I really enjoyed Time Watch, and. When I was at a con, I played uh, uh, DB Koopa, mm-hmm. and I got the take. And I when we played Time Watch again, I was like, I really just want to play DB Koopa again because it was just, that that was just a fun character. So occasionally from a con, if I like the game, if we play it here at Fanable, I'll just repeat the character that I played. Okay, follow up question. Oh, Angela. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. All of my characters are wholly original. <laughs> <laughs> all of you are dirty, dirty thieves, <laughs> even from yourselves. <laughs> Dirty Dirty Thieves, by the way, is a game that we should totally run. Um, For uh, some reason, I think raccoons would be the main protagonist. Dirty Dirty Thieves uh-huh. would be a raccoon-based... Uh, trash pandas. Yeah, it would be trash, trash pa- pandas. a trash panda-based uh, system. Actually, I'll- Grant Howard just made a game about trash pandas. Yeah. Damn it. Drag racing. <laughs> Drag <laughs> racing trash pandas? Yep. Oh my god, I really want them to be like those low carts that those kids make. Um, oh, like go-karts? Yeah, not go-karts, no, but the, like... The pine car box, derby. Oh, box yeah, cars. Yeah, the box cart. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I want it to be a box, box cart. Yeah. yeah, like a box cart derby for raccoons. Yep. Well, we can make that happen. Yep. Because Grant Howard, you know, he's there for us. Yeah. Whether he wants to or not, he's <laughs> going to hear this and be mortified. <laughs> Follow-up question. If you could play the NPC from someone else's role-playing game here at the table, who would it be? I'm going to take Joe. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I was just about to... Gra- Fine, I grabbed the car. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we picking characters from Monopoly? <laughs> Pretty much. You take Joe, I'll take the, the Buick that just couldn't beat. <laughs> I mean, also the assassin from uh, Numenera. The, oh, I'm sorry, the old lady assassin from <laughs> Numenera. That would, I'd play her. Yep. Yep. She'd just stumble throughout the entire time. People would do, but she'd have like a high bench, a bit of con, but she wouldn't realize it. And just, mm-hmm. every, you know, everybody just believes everything she says. There's actually a build for Numenera. One of the descriptors is, um, is I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called clumsy or bumbling or no, like naive or ignorant. Anyways, the idea is that you don't, uh, that you, um, you have like a step disadvantage on every skill check. Every one, but every time you roll a d20, you roll it twice and keep the highest. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So, like, basically, you have blind, dumb luck, uh, and, like, on a normal roll, yeah, you've, you've got a detriment, but the chances of you succeeding through blind, dumb luck are so much higher. Huh. Um, I think they even say, like, you need, like, the GM needs to incorporate blind, dumb luck at you succeeding. Like, yeah. you're trying to pick a lock, but... Suddenly the lock breaks because it's rusted, and you're like, "Oh, I did it!" You know, yeah, that, exactly. that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, I love that. 
Yeah, so that. you could definitely you could definitely make the old lady as as somebody who's just just a kindly old lady with the highest body count in the group. Yep. <laughs> Riding into battle saying, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, what is going on? <laughs> no, I'm confused. We're all confused. <laughs> why are we here? I'll tell you why we're here. <laughs> to kill. To kill? To kill. <laughs> They're so not you- wearing kilts? God damn it. <laughs> How are you a warlord? <laughs> <laughs> She's like driving with a Mad Max car with some naked dude strapped to the front. <laughs> she can barely see over the wheel. <laughs> She's, She's got, got the right <laughs> blinker on. She on waving at him like, get out of the but the guy's like tied in front of her, so she's like, "Go, go! I want to go around." She looks over, like he must be cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, there's two actually. There's either Mister Smiley from the Shadowrun game, okay, or yep. Mister White from the Demon game. I feel uh, like it'd be interesting to play more like mastermind type character. Yep, yeah, yep. manipulative, monstrous. I'm not saying Mister White. He's a monster. Mister White is a monster. Let's be honest. Here. Yeah, something along those lines. Oh, yeah, Mister White, I remember yeah. him now. Yeah, yep. yep. Yeah, the middle- I, I kind of cursed him out near the end of the Mortals game. The middle management yeah, of the God Machine. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember Mr. White. I barely remembered him. We found him in, like, the only thing I remember about Mr. White is we accidentally ran into him in the subway. Yeah. And we were trying to escape the mad ravagings of women. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right, the all, the all, uh... The Godiva Massacre. Uh, the the oh Godiva God. Massacre. <laughs> uh, we're terrible people. Yeah. Yes, you are. Uh, so... Dan, do you just is it true you just drink away every game so you don't remember yeah, the next basically, thing? Yeah, basically. I just, as soon as you guys bring up an NPC, I, I, within the same game, I forget them. <laughs> so, yeah, he doesn't even know why what, what, Cohen what is trying to get past the force field. We're seeing somebody? Yeah. <laughs> it's something about a, a relative? Uh, all right, I, cool. No, keep forgetting me. No, I don't. You're just making that weird sound. <laughs> Sounds like crying, kind of, and then you stop. Yeah, there we go. I, I have no idea how you throw your voice, by the way. I'm very impressed. Uh, my answer is I want to be the ink monster. Mm. Oh. Making this sound. <laughs> that, that checks out. Uh, yeah. The ink monster is one of the most endure- enduring uh, like icons of this game that actually showed up before I was even around. Yeah, you weren't part mm-hmm. of that game. Yeah. So I remember because when we played that uh, the the melted wax or mm-hmm. wicked wax or whatever mm-hmm. the hell I called it, that was a good game. Uh, you were like, I was like at the end, it's like the ink monster, and everybody's like, ah, oh, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I know it kind of made me feel like there's going to be a metaverse. It's like that's me, the ink monster. Point of order? What? <laughs> I mean, I'm scared, but I'm also confused. Well, so okay, you see, uh, uh, there was a uh, Founder Falls. <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard of it. I, really, Founder Falls? Okay, is listen. that a movie? Is that okay, a here's show? a podcast. I want you to <laughs> get in the car. We're all listening. To it. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man. Ink monster, though, good call, good call. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Tom, uh, thank you very much, John Perry. Pure wax, mm. pure wax. That's what yeah. it is. Um, Tom Bransfield uh, asks. Great name, yeah. Tom Bransfield, I like it. A very, very authoritative name. I, I could see him selling tractors, but like being really successful, like at lots it. of flannel, big boots. Yeah, but I, and honestly, I think a business. I think he's like one of those multi-million dollar tractor sellers. Oh, really? Yeah, like I, I, it's it's a strong enough name to be. He's not like you know just the guy scrubbing the wheels. He's he's running things. I guess so, but I mean, he probably put in his time at the organization because that's oh, the he kind started of name. young. Yeah, 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 because that's the kind of name that you definitely like the 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 brusque 
uh, older uh, older manager would, while chewing on half an unlit stogie, would just look around his desk and be like, Branchfield, get in here! Exactly. No, I can see it. Good job, Branford. You were... You worked a hard life, but you earned it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, please uh, send us a picture of you staying next to one of the tractors. We'd like to, I mean, we can maybe have some sort of cross promotion. We don't know. Uh, Brantford so. Tractors. It's a new, it's happening. Brantford Tractors is going to join uh, uh, Jack Stallion and Snickets. Yep. I like it. So, uh, Tom Bransfield asks, are there any plans for a Cthulhu game coming up? Coming up immediately? No. Like in the, in the short term? No. I could run a Cthulhu game because I love Lovecraft and I actually really like the system ever since I bought it and read it. It's a very elegant, cool system. Uh, it's an issue of time. Yeah, it's, that's always our issue. We, yep. we we want to. Honestly, even know, though we know that yeah. time is a is machination of mortals. If, of course. Yep. We could try maybe an October game since we're always looking for horrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. It, it's coming. Now that we know there's an interest, we'll try to get it. But uh, maybe October? October. I mean, I'm I'm down for anything celebrating Halloween. Yeah, I'll do a Billyverse game. You'll do a Cthulhu game, and we have a God Machine game that uh, is probably scheduled coming up soon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we got a couple of good horror games coming up. But uh, Cthulhu is not actually recorded. But no, but no. sounds good. Yeah, I mean, and and the uh, and the real uh, terrifying cherry on on top will be Jesus running an otherwise completely innocuous child's uh, like cartoon game. That just evolves like My Little Pony. Friendship and ma- is magic. Yeah, yeah, friendship is magic, and that just gets like that's going to be like NC seventeen dark. What's that new Shira show starting? Can we tie into that? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Shira! Yeah. I still like. I can see what we could call it if you actually run a My Little Ponies game, Jesus. My Little Ponies, all out of glue. Nice. <laughs> no, <laughs> not playing Jesus. <laughs> You will not tarnish that childhood. No, what, what about friendship is tragic? Oh, that's a really good you, one that, too. That's yeah. pretty good, actually. After the suicide of Sprinkle Winkles. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like thirteen. It's like, it's like thirteen reasons why meets. <laughs> no, it's just as close to a My Little Pony Nordic LARP as we can possibly oh, manage. Oh, God. Oh my God. Uh, Game of Ponies. <laughs> Game of Ponies. Oh, God. I love it. Oh my god, so that's the answer, Tom. Uh, we will cook one. We'll <laughs> think about doing a My Little Pony game for you, don't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, October. Now I, now I don't actually want, I want a My Little Pony meets Cthulhu game. Like, what's that? I don't know. And it's like some kind of pony with like tentacles flying everywhere. <laughs> and it just drives everybody nuts. Oh my god, yes. Well, because there is a black goat in the woods with a thousand young, we could just make it the black pony oh my in the god. woods with a yeah. thousand no, young. Would, no, it would be a goat. We wouldn't, because we couldn't, like, the ponies wouldn't be able to, it looks familiar, but our, their minds couldn't handle it, yeah. so, it's the weirdest pony, it's not a pony, it's something that we shouldn't know it's a pony. <laughs> it's a pony with a nosebleed, like, I don't like this. <laughs> and they have to be saved by the Care Bears, who have long dabbled in alchemy, and have been twisted from it. Anyways, um... I'll just throw in really fast as a self-plug that if you do want a Cthulhu game, we do have an end-of-the-world Cthulhu game. Oh, yeah, we do. We absolutely do. We do have one. You're right. We. You're right, Brand, Brandfield. Your tractors suck, and so does your memories. <laughs> <laughs> look, for the, look for the link attached to this episode. Yeah, it's our end-of-the-world game. Uh, Angela ran a banging 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cthulhu game. It was dope. I was yep. stoked to play it. Oh, that was when we went to White Castle. <laughs> White Castle, yeah. I, okay, yeah. I can see why there's like, I'm not really counting that as a Cthulhu game. Yep. You guys it's got drunk. titled Harold and Kumar go to relay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How much more authentic do you need? We got, we got drunk and walked downstairs. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. the game. <laughs> drunk? Drunk? No, you got stoned. Oh, yeah. we did get stoned. Yeah, Which we protected were, us from the madness. Was that the yeah. episode where we were walking down the street and we started singing the monkeys theme yeah, song? Yeah. Because uh, we were started, like, we're like, we're trying to oh, open up the door to Sammy's and someone's like, we sound like monkeys. We're going to monkey yeah, around. Yeah. Yep, yep. That was a good game. Uh, that, was, that was a respectful rendition of everything that Lovecraft gave us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you again, Tom. All right. Um, doop, doop, doop. So let's jump into a fun one. Valkern, Valkern asks, what are your thoughts on Disney firing James Gunn? Oh, Tim Gunn or James Gunn? <laughs> I'm hearing it says James Gunn. Okay. If they fired Tim Gunn, <laughs> I would throw a fucking desk. Yep. But James Gunn, uh, he did the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Did Guardians of the Galaxy uh, some time ago? He did Slither. Oh yeah, that and he did um, he did uh, movie forty three or whatever. Oh yeah, that was a that was a thing. I think he did that with his brother. I think it was called like the Gun Brothers did that. Yeah, yeah. and that's the last time he ever worked with his brother ever again. His Gun brothers, brothers his brothers and Guardians know, of the I'm Galaxy. Kidding, I, know, I know. Gun <laughs> Brothers also sounds like a tag team from some sort of bingo hall like mm-hmm. indie wrestling promotion. But uh, right, so. Uh, <laughs> promised myself I wouldn't do this. So, let's so ex- why let's isn't he no longer yeah. Top Gun? Yeah. <laughs> he... <laughs> okay, so Tim uh, James Gunn, no longer Top Gun, love it. Um, he kind of... He said some really weird shit when he was... People keep on saying, like, oh, he was really young when he said that. He was 40 when he said this, but mm-hmm. it was pretty provocative on Twitter. He, he made repeated jokes... Um, Invoking pedophilia, some necrophilia, stuff like sexual that. Sexual assault. Sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's be very clear. It's he definitely said these things and made tasteless jokes. And not just like a few. That, no. that, that's the problem. It feels that like was one like or two. It's just a like thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was like a season of family guy with the yeah, jokes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that uh that was uh exposed by uh, a douchebag. A, a douchebag. Uh, it was a it was gamer a conservative. Uh, was it a gamer gator? It was a gamer gator. He's yeah. he's vile. Like this yeah, was not a, a concerned citizen trying to help society. This was a this was a political attack. This okay. is a well known troll who's used these same tactics before on many others. Yeah, got it. And uh, anyways, so Disney uh, was made aware of that. There was a lot of uh, uproar, and they they fired. Uh, James Gunn from uh, from their contract from his oh, contract. Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> um. So our thoughts. You on can't it. joke about. It. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me, you can't I joke about it, Tammy. That's why I can't go back to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's. I'll, I'll just start it out. I I think actions speak louder than words, but words are still heard. Mm -hmm. And what he said was stupid and weird. I don't think he's a pedophile. I don't think he's a rapist. I think what he said was he was trying to be funny during about 10 years ago when there was that gross humor, disrespectful, you know, nothing's safe. 
nothing sacred moment in our society. Kind of the, I, I call it peak family guy moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was trying to capulate on that to kind of show off how funny and edgy Will was and he failed. And I think he's grown. I honestly think he's found his own voice and he's found exactly what he's wanted to do. And I think he's done some good stuff. So on that, I, honestly, I I don't think he should have been fired. But honestly, guys, we have kids still in cages. We have mm-hmm. our elections being meddled with. We have our president saying could or would or wouldn't. We don't know. It's still a, a coin flip away uh, about Russia. I just don't have the energy to worry about uh, Mr. Gunn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he shouldn't be fired. But if people want me to do more than maybe sign a petition, that's that's as much. I'm not. I don't. I'm too tired. I can't boycott Disney or Marvel. It's like the only bit of joy I get in these <laughs> days. I, I think it's not a great move. Um, it's a honestly. I think it's a, a an understandable move by Disney to fire him because who what they represent. Um, I don't like what maybe it will lead to where people will start searching through people's social media. But honestly, social media is kind of a double-edged sword. It's awesome because it gives us movements like Me Too that has actually unified a voice to bring out some really bad issues about Hollywood. But it's also going to hurt people because they realize that what they say isn't going to be forgotten. And so be careful what you say. Uh, James Gunn, sorry it happened to you. Good luck. You'll probably come out of this smelling like roses because I don't think it's going to actually affect you that much in the long run. But I don't have the energy to do much more than that. Yeah, I I don't think Disney really had much of a choice. If he was working for one of Disney's subsidiaries, so for instance, the the people who made Pulp Fiction, technically a Disney subsidiary. Uh, Like like Disney owns a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, 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 film houses, as it were. So if he was not working for Disney proper, I don't know if he would have lost a job if he was one of the smaller um, pseudo-indie uh, groups or if he was doing, you know, something like that. If it wasn't under the mouse. But he works for the mouse. I yeah. mean, and so Disney has a brand to uh, to consider. And if you say... Uh, and during the Fox merger, too. Like, they, this was like, right, they just agreed on the merger, yeah. so... Yeah, so so if you say child sexual abuse jokes by Disney employee, there is only one call for Disney. You it it doesn't matter how long it took, it's about the optics of the situation. I think you're right. I think he's gonna keep working. I think it's not gonna be anytime soon. Uh but I think he will start popping up. But if Woody Allen still works <laughs> I honestly think it'll be uh a year. A year before we get another Tim Gunn movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand that uh, Dave Dave Bautista uh, was upset about it. The guy who played the uh, blue fellow, uh, Drax, 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 Drax. No, yeah. no, no, Drax, Drax. But also the guy with the whistle with the whistle whip. Yeah, he was also very angry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were both, and I think that guy quit. I, I remember reading that he was going to quit the movie. I don't know if that's if that's just uh, if that's his posturing. Uh, but some people were pretty upset about the firing. Um, but yeah, I mean, long and short of it is Disney didn't. What else were, were they going to do? Like, really? What else were they going to do? Yeah. See, to me, the thing is, I can't afford not to care about it. because Not because it's James Gunn. I, I don't do not care about James Gunn and this specific situation that much. 
what worries me is the fact that it shows how easily bad actors, people like basically, again, you know, let's not forget about who brought these allegations up. Mike Cernovich, look him up. The guy is a certified piece of crap. He, he is a longtime gamer gator. He's used these same tactics before to attack women, to attack minorities, mm. to attack everyone that he doesn't agree with. And him and others in this group of basically trolls have learned to utilize us. They're using... There's a lot of outrage out there, especially on the you know sort of left and more progressive, progressive side of things. There's a lot of justified outrage, and these guys treat it as a natural resource. They know how to tap into that outrage. They know what to look for, what to show, put out there, so that that outrage against racism, sexism, everything else gets weaponized and used against people who, frankly, don't deserve it because we don't really think about it. We just see the allegation immediately pile on without looking at exactly how that person has changed, how that person has progressed. Yes, these tweets happened. Yes, he's, there should be consequences for what he said. And I believe there have been, and I believe he's been over the past, over the decade of difference between who he is now and who he was back then, he's put in a lot of work and he's shown the character of somebody who's grown beyond that. And frankly, if we can't, as as a people, learn that, yeah, people deserve to be forgiven and deserve the chance to move on and grow and become better, then what the hell are we doing? Because if we're not, if we're just gonna, you know, this whole call out culture thing, if we're just gonna get to the point where we just immediately pile on and call out whenever anybody made any kind of mistake without looking at who they are now and whether they have in fact grown and become better people and put in the effort to to grow, then we're just as bad as anyone else. But I would also say that words do matter. No, they, uh, do. they do. And I, but I, I would say if someone said something terrible, a lot of it, that's going to have to affect them, even no, if they've gotten to a better person. Yeah. And I think, honestly, the people haven't turned against a James Gunn. Disney did. A corporation who their main bit uh, the main cheese, to use a nice. mouse red nice. metaphor, yes. is kids. Everything about Disney is kids. I think, I think Dave's right. No, it is Disney, I don't but think, it's but I don't think the people turned against him. More people are for James Gunn than against. Now, when it first came out, by the time he got fired, all you saw was a whole bunch of immediate jump to conclusion. I'm done. You know, James Gunn is over. You know, like I knew it, yada, yada, yada. It was clickbait. Basically, people were immediately angry because it was yeah, exactly. By then, it was too late. Now, everybody's going like, oh, okay, this was happening. Oh, this wasn't fair, et cetera. And I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll be okay in the long run. But that immediate, you know, these guys aren't looking to even like, they don't make plans for the long run. They're looking for that immediate hit and that immediate flare of outrage. That's what got him fired because the firing was really quick. It didn't happen weeks or months it was, later. Uh, like a day or two. Exactly. So and that's the thing. They know how to weaponize that flash of outrage. But is it real outrage or is it fake outrage? I mean, it's there's a. Di- I mean, I think we're fighting two different. No, it is. Things. It's very if much it's, fake outrage. I know, but, but it's I'm fake just outrage saying, like, that's that's manipulated. Yeah, and that, but, that's. I think I said, the the my, my own my main thing is just that. Next time you see allegations, just look at who that person is now. Look a little bit of the history. Take some time because when you are making allegations that serious. You should, at the very least, 
you know, before you forward them on, before you agree, look at all the facts. Or at least look at it at, at the facts that are available in the moment. I'm not saying, you know, completely withhold judgment until there's been a full, uh, you know, jury trial and everything. Like, sometimes you just know, like, okay, yeah, no, clearly, uh, like, the, the, what's the, uh, Weissen, uh, uh, Weissenberg, whatever. Oh, uh, Weinstein. Weinstein, Weinstein, Weinstein yes. yeah. Okay, yeah, those are also just allegations, but come on. Yeah, Weinstein. Okay, because look at who Weinstein is now. It's like, okay, no, this is happening right now. No, this guy does not deserve our, our uh, you know, uh, a chance for him to, to, to really be forgiven. Not right now. Maybe eventually, who knows, but not right now. But look at James Gunn. It's like, okay, he did bad things. There should be consequences. But look at who he is now. The James Gunn that you've known to know, this is why all of a sudden you're outraged, because this is not a person you expected this from. Maybe there's a reason for that. I mean, there's also... We can't be too quick to draw the Weinstein comparison, because Weinstein is accused of crime. Right. Whereas James Gunn was was fired for something that was not a crime. Right. No, well, it, now, let's step back to that. Instead of uh, Harvey Weinstein, let's say Logan Paul. Okay. Let's say 10 years from now, Logan Paul tries to be a better person. Do we forgive him after all the shit he's done now? If he's done the work, yeah. and if he truly is a better person, yeah. No, Again, it's, it's not just how forgive you, and forget. How it's do you forgive. Know that? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, how so, do you know if that person has done the work but actually has changed? I mean, let's say the, the worst possible thing of James Gunn is this. He is a pedophile. Mm-hmm. I. This is me saying he's not, mm-hmm. but say he is. In Early on, he used to joke about it, but now he realizes, oh shit, social media is dangerous. I need to be more careful. How do you judge a person by, uh, you know, what they used to say and if they're, they truly changed or if it's just them being – knowing what they have to avoid? You judge them by their actions. You judge them by how they're – you know, you have no choice to judge them by what they're saying and what they're showing you. Yeah, but uh, I guess – Yeah, but that, that's – again, yeah, there's a chance that they're just faking and they're just doing it. I would rather err on the chance – you know, that maybe they are a better person. I would rather believe that people can change than to forever condemn someone for a mistake that they made in their past. Okay, let's then let's change this to the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. What if somebody comes forward and they absolutely say, this director 10 years ago, let's go with Weinstein, uh, he said I'd get this job, I would have this job if I had sex with him. Mm-hmm. And so I had sex with him. And uh, that's not cool. And she is the only one to come out and say this 10 years down the line. But 10 years ago, there's strong evidence that, yeah, they did have sex. He did say, if you sleep with me, I'll give you this job. Mm-hmm. And she felt obligated to sleep with them. So we're not talking about Weinstein specifically. We're not, no, no, we're not talking no, we're about talking Weinstein. About some, we're talking some mythical yeah. creature of this, douchebaggery. Yeah. Some douchebaggery. Mm-hmm. Do we still say, like, oh, we should forgive him for that because he hasn't done it in 10 years or not? I mean, no, I, you, that, A, you believe the victim, and B, you, there are consequences for the actions. In that case, that's basically a crime. And, and there should be consequences for that. And again, there's there's a big difference between somebody who made mistakes You're in right. the past, yeah, they, I am, the I, mistakes I are still out there, and then went through the work and hasn't, like, it's not like he hid those streets. It's not like they were, you know, like somebody had to hack his email to get these, you know, stuff from his computer. They were still out there in public and everything else was still out there in public. And you could you can look at his record and see how he has changed and how he has grown. Does this mean, again, should there be no consequences? No, totally, definitely. But I, I, I believe that we need to take a little bit of responsibility for, for that, for, for being 
smarter without without our outrage, which is often again justified. But you know, I'm going to pause here and yep. just say I want Angela to kind of oh, yeah, yeah. come Please. in on this yeah. one. She might have missed some of our statements, so I'm just going to catch her up. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So. The woman has been called in to weigh in. Yes, please. Obviously, to ju- uh, judge whose opinion was correct here. Um, obviously, super complicated issue. I do not have much sympathy for James Gunn. Uh, I think that I can both believe that the person that dragged all this out from the shadows is a pile of crap. And I can also believe that James Gunn has deserved everything that is coming for him. Because I think that he had, out of... All of the people in the past year that have been accused on the very long scale of being inappropriate, I think he had the best reaction to it because he did not argue it. He's like, yep, totally understand Disney's decision. Cool. Stand by it. He does not tweet these sort of things anymore, but we can't claim that Guardians of the Galaxy was was some like super high-minded, right. didn't have any problems with it. Because honestly, I'm never going to like James Gunn because he allowed Gamora to be called a whore by a character that should never have, have used that word. Um, Drax is, it was this huge point that Drax does not speak in metaphors and yet he mm-hmm. metaphorically calls Gamora a whore and I'm like, this does not belong in a Disney movie, this does not belong in a Marvel movie, this does not belong coming from that character. So... He was a scriptwriter on that, not just the director. So he bears a lot of, of responsibility for that line. And sure, it's just one line, but that shows me it's like, has he actually grown or did he just learn not to put the shit on Twitter and to hide it in a character's, uh, a, a character's mouth? Um, Peter Quill in general says a lot of not great things. Yeah. So, and I, that's, that's just me, especially with all of this having been uncovered. It's like, how much of this was, I found a venue where I can be inappropriate. That's where I'm coming from. No, totally, uh, to- totally fair. And I mean, like I said, I'm not arguing for total forgiveness in any way, shape, or form. It's just, it just scares me a little that it's so easy for mm-hmm. a, you know, somebody with the wrong intentions to basically, you know, yeah, I think co- that, launch this kind of attack yeah, on the, somebody who... I, I completely agree with you on that. Dan, I completely understand that point. I've always been complaining that the progressive is... We are our worst critics. Right, right. Yeah, I think that we we are very, very reactive. And sometimes that's good because sometimes you do need right. to act immediately when something terrible has been uncovered. But also sometimes it's revealed, you know, like the, when the, the first photos were coming out, because I heard Billy reference this, when the first photos came out of the kids in cages, we're like, oh my yeah. God, Trump is evil. And they're, the right could be like, ha ha, those photos were actually from under Obama. And it's like, yeah, it's still terrible. Let's get this mm-hmm. get these kids out. Um, so I think there does sometimes have to be a moment where you go like, wait, it, is this actually valid? Uh, you see people go crazy over screenshots of tweets. It's like, never believe a screenshot and yeah. tweet. Like, that is just way too easy to fake. Um, but it's, it's very easy to stir up the outrage machine. And sometimes I'm like, this is great because it means we're finally taking these issues seriously. And then it's like... Oh wait, we got stirred up over nothing, and we're now right. going to be more, more. Uh, we we won't get outraged quickly enough the next time. I don't right. know. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, it, it, there's a big difference between an allegation of like something that's happening right now. And, yeah, we need to react mm-hmm. right now versus something that happened in the past but does not appear to be happening right now. Then at that point, we still like, okay, where are the tension? What's going on here? You know, that, and we need to sort of learn to differentiate between that. Something done only 10 years ago does not deserve necessarily the same amount of like intense mm-hmm. outrage, you know, that, that's something like, no, 
James Gunn posted, you know, tweeted this yesterday. It's like, okay, no, this is not right. It needs to be done. No, let's take a moment and go look, look at what's happening. And it may turn out that, yeah, you know what? You know, saying, yeah, James Gunn deserved it. And he, you know, he should, he should have been fired. And again, I say he, he definitely should, there should be a consequence for what he did. Mm-hmm. But it's also possible that, like, no, I mean, he's got it. Depending on who's vouching for him, depending on, on what you're seeing, it's like, okay, maybe he's still not perfect, but there's definitely been a lot of improvement, and having him fired, having him removed entirely, is that necessarily going to, to you know, sort of help him continue to grow, or is this purely punitive? Are yeah. we purely taking, it also taking out our anger on It also is him? going to be very difficult. It, it makes it very difficult to find the next director, because right. it's like, all right, so this guy got in trouble for something that he said 10 years ago that we can all agree was shitty, but again, in that grand scheme, like I said, of the the levels of shitty men that we've encountered in the past yeah. year, on the lower end. So it's like we've got to find somebody that's even lower on the scale than somebody right. did shitty tweets ten years ago, because the next person is going to be scrutinized so heavily. And that's and that's my problem. It's like like I, I told you guys on our private channel, like none of us was born woke. You know, <laughs> we all had to learn. Like we all did shitty jokes. We all made mistakes. We all continue to make mistakes. Uh, you know, but but we've grown. We are definitely better people than 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 we were before. And and I think that effort to grow deserves recognition and deserves value. And the 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 sort of you know immediate outrage culture aspect of, of all this has become where like no. Attempts at redemption have no value. You did something bad once. You are now, you know, like like the you know, a lot of people say like, oh, is is you know, James Gunn is over. Or James Gunn is dead to me. It's like that kind of language just goes like, and that's it. End of conversation forever. There are things that deserve that kind of reaction. I don't think everything that gets it deserves it. You know, what would be the appropriate response from Disney if not to let him go? Well, that's the thing, though. I think in this case. I don't know if they should have let him go. I think they should have given him a chance to sort of like show his side a little bit, like go like you know, basically make a proper apology, and uh, and then from there gone. It what I will say, they reacted extremely fast, and I'm like, yeah. why the fuck didn't you react this fast to John fucking Lasseter? Right. It's like Disney, look at look at your and it's like if Disney had said we have learned from how we treated other people, mm-hmm. but this is actually something that. Uh, has been discussed a lot as a result of Me Too is that sometimes we jump immediately. It's from, you know, somebody was, was sexually harassing. No, no touching, nothing like that. Just making inappropriate comments. Morgan Freeman, for example. Um, and the, because, so, but we react to that the exact same way that we react to Harvey Weinstein, who was obviously 100% a monster. And the problem is that because our culture as a whole doesn't deal with the monsters very well that we just have the only reaction that we have is, is boycotts and that sort of thing so that means mm-hmm. that we have to use those for the worst of the worst and the yeah. not so bad so i think that's the problem is that because we as a society don't deal with monsters well that when our only option is like an economic punishment of a boycott or a firing that's what has to get applied across the board right. and that's why it doesn't feel necessarily fair because that, <laughs> yeah, you guys pretty much said everything I was going to say in that regard. I just I thought you were going to be like <laughs> James. What now? <laughs> Does it, that guy have a name? Yeah, uh, I yeah, I mainly agree with 
everything you guys said. And it is a factor of length of time, like how long until you forgive somebody, but also, like Andrew said, a question of scale. Right. We we give the same energy to a guy like James Gunn that we do to Harvey Weinstein. There has to be a there has to be a border between tweets and crime. It's. I think everybody's have some really good points here, uh, Dan. I completely understand where you're coming from, and Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. There's has to be some sort of middle ground. Um, on, like I said, I, I don't think he should have been fired, but uh, I, I understand Disney. Yeah, or something. Along I mean, to be clear, James Gunn got fired by the court of public opinion. Yeah, because that's what Disney was listening to. Uh, and again, I don't think I don't think they had much of a choice. And uh, yeah, so. So the court of public opinion is going to move super fast, uh, and it did came crashing, uh, crashing down on this situation. Um, uh, I'm I'm reminded of um, a, a tweet I saw of a video of uh, guy in uh, Game of Thrones plays a barbarian. I don't really follow Game of Thrones. Queen of Dragons married him or some shit. Oh, uh, oh Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, he yeah. plays. Uh, yeah, this was Aquaman. When, this was when yeah. it was announced he was playing Aquaman. It was at uh, one of the comic cons from, um, and uh, a person was standing around, and it was a uh, panel in uh, which he was. He made a joke uh, that he loves working on Game of Thrones because he gets to rape beautiful women. Yep, and people were understandably upset about that. What wasn't made clear in the tweet was that video was five years old and had since apologized for it and the women that he works with had said it was that it was bad taste uh he's not always the funniest guy in the room he was and uh he apologized when we accept his apology that was not part of it and it was still catching fire five years later uh because the court of public opinion was take a look at the evidence this one thing jason Mimosa, is it? Momoa. Momoa. Oh, mimosas. Well, is dead to me now. Yeah, so basically, yeah. Court of Public Opinion doesn't do follow-up. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's also Twitter. <laughs> 140 <laughs> characters is not the, you know, the Library of Congress. <laughs> and again, because there is always something else to outrage us. It's right. either somebody else has tweeted something stupid, or the world is a dumpster fire, California is literally on fire, Again, because that's just an annual thing now. Mm-hmm. So there's always something else to catch our opinion that's going to be a lot uh, it, it, more fun in some ways to be outraged about than to go back and be like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was wrong to attack that guy. But ah, terrible things over here to get angry about now. Yep. Yeah. And also because, I mean, you got, you know, 280 characters to be like, eh, fuck that guy. Uh, and then you're part of the group and it's not like somebody's going to single you out. And be like, hey, you of the 20,000 people who retweeted this with fuck that guy, hashtag fuck that guy, <laughs> um, you know, like, I want you to explain yourself because you're a random name behind an Avi mm-hmm. um, or Avi, Avi, Avi. Yeah. I don't know. I say Jeff. Because uh, you're wrong. And um, see, court of public opinion. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so so that's a part of it, too. It's a, It's infinitely easier to throw your weight and increase the numbers of outrage. And when Disney makes a move, they're going to look at the numbers and they're going to look at the number of retweets and people hashtag fuck that guy. And they're going to be like, wow, that's a lot of ticket sales. We're not going to make next year. Um, we have one real easy thing to do and they just get rid of the problem. Um, and so, I mean, he did James Gunn, as I, as far as I know, did apologize, uh, did, did explain, didn't hide the tweets, wasn't proud of them, but was still fired. 
And apropos to what you were saying, Dan, I mean, aside from that, I can't imagine what Disney, what penalty Disney could have put on him that would not be punitive financially or, or, or to, to get rid of his job because he is the director. It's not like he was going to suddenly become second director of the B-roll. And they're like, okay, James, you got to go do all the establishing shots this time. And uh, we're going to have somebody else take over. He's fired. Um, but anyways. So. There's going to be some fun comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh. Mostly from James Gunn. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. I heard you were looking for guests. And <laughs> as it turns out, my schedule's clear. <laughs> And we'll be like, mm, sorry, buddy, but Kevin Smith beat you to it. <laughs> he directs good movies. <laughs> uh, anyways, so I think we can. I think we can wrap there. I think yep. it's another. I think it's a nice one. Uh, and I'll hold on. Well, yeah, I've only got one more question that is kind of floofy, and we don't need to go until I use it next time. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good place to end it. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so. All right. So, anybody want to plug anything going on, friends or family or whatever? Uh, yeah, I want to uh, uh, our sponsor and thank them for sponsoring us, Brantford uh, Brenfield uh, Tractors. <laughs> we appreciate everything you've done and what you've done for our heartland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, and Remember, uh, what was it? Tractoring the future was there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, I'll say that this weekend, if you're listening to this when we release it uh, at the end of July, this weekend is Gen Con. We are up for an any. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's too hey, late for vote for us, but it is too yeah. late to vote for us. But you can cheer us on in spirit if you're going to be at Gen Con. Uh, hunt on Jesus. And if we lose, start a vicious Twitter campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fuck that guy. <laughs> Why are there pictures of me left and right? <laughs> oh no, I meant as in like you're sexually attractive. Oh, I see what I did wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I see yeah. what happened there. Yeah. Uh, but there, if you're not at Gen Con, I hear there is a live stream of the Ennies. So we'll, some of us will probably be on Twitter or something as that is happening, and you can either congratulate us live or um, virtually buy us some drinks. Yep. Yes, and if you see Jesus at the Ennies uh, or at Gen Con, maybe he'll have something to give you. Just uh, if you're lucky. <laughs> Hashtag <Yeah>. fuck. <laughs> it's an STD. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The STD RPG. <laughs> yeah. Come for your gift. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if we win, hooray. If we don't, uh, I'm going to send out my uh, my GoFundMe so y'all can legit buy me drinks. Um <laughs> Yeah, it'd be nice. For every $5 donation, I will answer a question live on Twitch while drinking. Oh, dear. Heavily. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Heavily. Oh, dear. And oh, I think boy. our I think our Patreon numbers just went up. <laughs> yeah, because they heard about the uh, package that Jesus is going to give them a gym. <laughs> no, no, I think it's because they want to buy you a new liver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to Grand Theft Auto uh, to, <laughs> to Geeky Topics Roundtable Discussion here at Fandible Actual Play Podcast Network Nation Emporium. Uh, my name is David. You can find me on Twitter at Distractionista. And Dan, you can find me on Twitter at, at Katsushiro. I'm Jesus. You can find me on Twitter at Arvandis. I'm Billy, and you can find me on Twitter at The Mindful Fool. This is Angela. I'm on Twitter at Angela Craft. And as a parting uh, question to our lovely listeners, what main character 
would you of ours, what character of any of our games would you make into a My Little Pony for the darkest of the My Little Pony sagas that Jesus is going to run? <laughs> Friendship is tragic. I feel like that should be a game. Seriously, guys. I don't even know the names of, of like My Little Ponies, so I can't, like, Sparklepuss? I don't know. <laughs> is there, like, Carrot Dong? I don't... Is that one? I don't... Oh, I'm thinking of a completely different pony yeah. show. Yeah. Rat, okay. Rat, okay. Rat, <laughs> Good night. You can't stop me. Yeah. Hashtag Fontana. <laughs> <laughs>